This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Right now, they're giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly. Today, we have a special guest joining us on the PHNX Cardinals podcast, DeAndre Hopkins' mom, Sabrina Greenlee. I appreciate you joining us and talking with me again. I think I saw you out at the season opener in Tennessee. Was that right? Were you were you able to go to that game? Yes, I was there. I was there. It was hot, but it was I was uh yeah, I was melting at times, but I was there. And I was able, you know, to get this uh be there for the first touchdown, which was great. Awesome. Yeah. First off, I was gonna, uh, first thing that I think of is if you think that was hot, uh, wait till you <laughs> wait till the Arizona heat hits you uh, this weekend. But yeah, DeAndre had his first ever two touchdown game as an Arizona Cardinal. So I'm sure you were just thrilled for him. Oh, it was exciting. It was exciting. I, I'm ready for this season because, you know, the fans can come out finally. You know, last year I did come to Arizona and they let the family come out, but it, it just felt like a scrimmage because you couldn't hear anything. So going going to Tennessee and actually coming to Arizona, I am so excited because, you know, everybody it's back. It's like it's live. It's back in action. So I'm excited. Last year's games with just a handful of people, I mean, you might as well just not even count that as going to a game because it certainly didn't feel like it. Are you guys getting a big group together for this weekend to be out there? So, yeah, I have um, a lot of my family members are coming in. And um, DeAndre was like, hey, you know, you know, where do you want me to sit? What are we going to do? And he was like, due to COVID, uh, I definitely don't think I'll be sitting in the stands outside. Uh, but I'll be near the field, but I won't be on the field. So, yeah, just trying okay. to stay. So yeah. we're not going to see it in zone? Yeah, so I'm not sure about the tradition. I think we may have to come up with another one due to the circumstances. Okay, I think that's a good idea. Do you have any, like, I, I'm trying to brainstorm for you guys. Like, what I new know. tradition can you come up with? Please help. You got to text me <laughs> later. Let me know something. <laughs> All right, I'll put my thinking cap on. Uh, what's a typical game day like for you? I saw that you already got your nails done in red. And so what is like a typical, you know, I'm getting ready for a, a game weekend and a game day look like for you? Well, I mean, it starts off with you got to have the red nails and uh, you got to have the Ruby Woo red lipstick. Uh, it's a tradition. So thank God that he went to a, another team that, you know, has red. So I didn't have to throw anything away. 
but um typically we just i kind of get everybody in order hey let's meet at the airport let's make sure everybody's you know gotta i gotta find that clear pretty bag again you know so i can get in the stadium but um just getting there i think it's just the atmosphere you know in itself is just going to be great um we don't have to do much i don't do much preparing i just get there and kind of go with the flow uh so you know arizona and and i think we're we're just getting accustomed to arizona uh phoenix arizona because you know we were in houston for eight years so uh, it's going to be fairly new to move around, um, but exciting at the same time. I saw the We Run as One campaign with the yes. with the NFL that you did and Who's Got yes. My Back. And I was like, that is so on point to describe just your and DeAndre's relationship. It was perfect. Yes, yes. I was excited. So I said, they want me. I said, what are the mothers? And they were like, you were the only one. So of course you could imagine I was skipping around my house that whole week. I was like, yes. Yeah. So, um, and that's just, it's, it's a uh, typical of DeAndre and our relationship, uh, that they want to do that. So, uh, kudos to the NFL for recognizing, uh, the bond that we have and, and being able to display that in a commercial was amazing. Uh, and it was hot out there. It was L.A. Um, it took six hours, but it was all worth it because everybody's talking about this amazing commercial. Dang, that thing took, that thing was like 30 seconds. That took six hours? <laughs> to, um, to do the whole thing, yeah, because we had, you know, different parts and everything that people had to do. So, yeah. So this is just a random question, no, but did you, did you yeah. know the people that were in the background or are they just extras? Hmm. Should I tell? <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew, some of them. I knew some of them from, from, uh, from being at the, at the, the one or two games that I did go to. So I will say that I knew some of them. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, well, Talking about your relationship with DeAndre, um, one thing that really spoke to me the last time we talked was you saying, you know, he's never had his own foundation. He's always just supported you. So can you, you know, talk a little bit about the relationship that you have with him and it's really uh, you guys supporting each other? Well, I, um, I never told him not to. Uh, get a foundation or an organization or attach himself. It was just something that came natural. We sat down in the very beginning. I've been very passionate about advocating against domestic violence, you know, in lieu of everything that's happened in my life. And so I feel like as he did it, I, I was waiting on him to attach himself to something. He loves uh, making sure that people are eating or, you know, so I said for sure he's going to attach himself to you know, a homeless um, foundation or, you know, feeding America something. But he literally was just more inquisitive about what I was doing more and more. And um, so the more things I did and he, he's been hard on me, like he's like when I'm when something's not going right with this organization, he is the first to call me and let me know what are you doing? What's going on? So from that point, I said I needed to get my act together. And uh, <laughs> And yeah, and I even asked him, I was like, I don't like at some point we had a conversation. I was like, I don't feel like you're supporting me. And he was like, um, because you're not you're not in a place. Um, and I was like, what? I can't believe you. And then so then I get this phone call a year or two later uh, where 
He's like, I'm proud of you. I see what you're doing and I get it. And ever since then, he's just been on board. Um, so um, I really feel like, I mean, just just for him to acknowledge the hard work that I've done to, to put into this and the things that we do, giving back to the ladies um, and just being there, you know, being a voice for the voiceless um, and for him coming on board and supporting the way it has. I mean, I couldn't have asked for more support from him. It, it's been a very amazing journey, especially with him uh, coming on board. What is smooth? Smooth is well. smooth stands for speaking mentally, outwardly opening opportunities towards healing. It we advocate against domestic violence. It is a, a foundation that I came up with about, I would say about eight years now. Um, it's been a long time. So about eight or nine years. And, um, what we do is we catch ladies that are coming out of shelters, agencies, and as they're transitioning into their own home houses, whether it be condos, trailers, uh, apartments, uh, we make sure that they have the fundamentals to stay there. Um, household essentials. Um, we we ha also uh, provide counseling. Um, uh, Liter literacy for, um, I mean, everything you name it, We from helping them uh, keep their finances together to uh, getting school clothes. We purchased cars. We have went out literally and did an apartment where we paid up the rent for six months. So there is nothing that Smooth won't do, you know, to help these women, these children, once you decided to, you know, get the courage to get out. We want to make sure that you stay out. I think that's very important that people understand the majority of women that um, lose their lives are when they're leaving. And I think that takes a lot of courage for a woman to leave a domestic violence situation. And so we just want to let we, people know that we see you and we appreciate you standing up for yourself. And so we want to just make sure that you stay out once you get the courage to get out. I can't imagine how many women's lives you have impacted through that organization. It's incredible what you're doing. Yeah. You said something that sort of resonated with me and you just touched on the amount of courage that it takes mm -hmm. to get out of a, a domestic violence situation. Sometimes there's a, just this misconception of people on the outside who don't really understand what it's like of like, well, why wouldn't you just leave sooner? Can you speak to sort of the, the, the mental toll that it takes and maybe some of the misconceptions um, that are surrounding, you know, women that find themselves in those situations? Well, the first mis misconception I believe is um, it, people believe, truly believe that domestic violence only occurs when it's a man and a woman. Uh, domestic violence is anything that has to deal with within the family dwelling. So it could be sister and sister. It could be uh, mother and daughter. It it, it occurs um, rapidly throughout families. So, of course, that's a big misconception. And I think the other misconception is that, you know, it's easy to say she should have gotten out. She should have gotten out. But there are so many factors that play a part um, when you have nothing to depend on and your sole income is coming from this man or woman. Um, it may be that, I mean, it's really, really hard. And then 
the children play a factor. Uh, your environment plays a factor. So all of these things factor in and a woman you're looking at. OK, so even though this is bad, but you're told that, you know, it's not as bad as it seems. And so you're it's so many things that that can just play a factor. But I, I really feel like mentally um, when you're in a domestic violence situation, it's a big part of your mental being that gets taken away. And so, of course, if we can't think for ourselves and we're not mentally, fundamentally ready to leave, I mean, you're just feeling like you're nothing, you're worthless. And you begin to believe that. And um, I myself um, have been in a domestic violence uh, situation three times. So I totally get it. I've been on the outside. I've been on the inside. I've seen, I've talked to hundreds of women and the majority of the women say, I did not want to leave because I, it, I, one, I just didn't think it was that bad. Um, because um, there's food on the table, there's a roof over my head. And then, you know, you just seem like it's just not bad. It's, it's not that bad until it's really bad. Um, and then it's too late. That's incredible insight and clarity on such an important, you know, issue. Yeah. And you mentioned that you um, are you, you still working on getting an Arizona chapter of Smooth to, to help some women out here in Arizona as well? I am. I, am. I, I really feel like um, since I'm going to be there uh, the majority of the time um, and hopefully we'll be there for a while. Um, I want to create a an atmosphere for for women um, through smooth uh, that we can, you know, kind of come into the area and help. So I'm really excited about it. I'm working on some pieces. Um, so if you or anyone knows some good people that are willing to, you know, volunteer their time to help um, smooth is all on board, please reach out because I really, really do want to, um, you know, set up a, a chapter there to help women. I strongly believe that there, I want Smooth to actually go national, but um, of course right now I have to kind of build my pieces around where I am. Sabrina, if there's anything I can do to help at, at all, whether it's spreading the word uh, or getting in there myself and being a volunteer, I'd be oh. able to help you in any way. Thank you, thank you. So you mentioned that, DeAndre, you know, said that he was proud of you and, and that that meant something that he recognized all the, the hard work that, that you're doing, the amazing work that you're doing for for DeAndre. He's accomplished. I mean, just a, football barely scratches the surface of everything yeah. that he's done um, and, and the the business ventures that he's had and the causes that he's stood up for. Um for you, is there one thing in particular that DeAndre's accomplished that you feel it, it was your proudest moment as a mom? I think there were many uh, coming up. DeAndre's resilience um, that he exudes is over the top amazing. I mean, he just keeps going and going. He never surprises me. But I think if there was one thing now that I would speak on, that would be that I don't think people realize how business minded DeAndre is. Um, most of his business uh, endeavors is something that he did himself. Um, he's like, hey team, come and get on board later. 
but he literally creates these relationships with these people himself. And, um, and some that he's like, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, I don't want to be a part of, but he, he, he's a very smart businessman now. Um, he loves, he loves people. He loves, you know, speaking and he handles his own business. Um, and that's something I'm so proud of him for because he literally on the off season, he is going from place to place and he is getting, he's sitting down and he's, he's really involved in everything that he does. He ha he's hands on himself. And um, I don't think a lot of people realizes how smart he is and how savvy he is when it comes to business. And that's something that was apparent at a young age. I think I read something where he, did he get kicked out of school one time for selling candy in like middle school? Yes. So I would say that he's, he's, he's always been a young entrepreneur. Um, that's, that's a good way to put it. But yeah, he decided that he would go and sell candy. So he, he's seen his business take off really early and um, not realizing that you cannot set up a stand in front of the school stand at school. <laughs> <laughs> and so we get, I, you know, of course that didn't last long. I got called to the office and he swore he wouldn't do it again, but he decided to get a, a backpack and he was selling, walking around. He was a, a walking candy store. So he it, he's and he didn't get caught the second time, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he definitely. I mean, people was like knocking on the the class door, like wanting DeAndre to come outside. Oh, he, so he's he's always been that type of person. Now, people were knocking on the classroom door to ask for DeAndre because they had he had some candy that they wanted yeah. to buy <laughs> in the backpack. That's how I found out he had it in the backpack, but. He, he, and he didn't stop. He just, he just kept selling it until he got tired of selling it or he thought he was going to get caught the second time. Cause what I told him, Hey, don't ever have me come up to the school. And, uh, so he hated to see me come and trust me. Well, speaking of candy, I know he's got a bit of a sweet tooth. Uh, I think you were telling me the last time we talked that he puts jelly and honey and just about anything. Yep. Jelly and honey on everything. And, uh, he, he still does that. He still does that. And ironically, um, his father did it and he didn't even realize this because, you know, his father passed away when he was six months old. And so it was just like deja vu for me that DeAndre grows up and do the same exact thing as his father did. Jelly and honey on everything. Doesn't matter what it is. So what's the what's the most like when you were like, like, you know, <laughs> sitting down for dinner would it be like what would be like a typical dinner are we talking like uh you know macaroni and cheese with honey in it i mean like yeah, what is something well, like when i say everything just about everything so you you know that the honey is coming on the green beans or the jelly is coming it's like it didn't it didn't matter and he still does that so i mean he's upgraded so you know he he tells me that he does manuka honey now because it, it <laughs> it's because it's good for the body and it has antioxidants in it. So he's upgraded the honey, but he still does the honey. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. That is interesting. And so it's no surprise that he now has his own cereal box, which yeah. you guys were able to collaborate for as an awesome picture of your tradition on the uh, side of the box. Yeah. So 
So uh, tell me about Hotbox and, and how that whole thing came together. Well, DeAndre is always, he's loved cereal. He's, as as I said before, he's, he's a sweet eater. Um, he's probably the only one out of my children that like really indulges in the sweets a lot. I have to kind of pull him back. So it was no surprise that the cereal was uh, one of the things that, you know, as an entrepreneur that he decided he wanted to do. Um, but also what I love about the cereal is that um, it just introduced fun to the children. You know, you have the cartoon on there. You have something inside. Um, DeAndre loves, loves giving back. And he loves, you know, just like I said, introducing this to the children and it just not being, oh, it's just cereal. You know, it's something to look forward to on the box and the inside of the box. And um, and it's delicious. Um, I actually got my boxes the other day. So what I did was I ordered my own boxes. I wasn't taking any chances. <laughs> And um and I have my boxes because I do even though some of the proceeds are going to smooth um I wanted to sell my own seed so I ordered about two hundred dollars worth of boxes and I'm I have one of them here now so I'm super excited uh and I have some for you know all my family members but um it's I think it's very important that it was no surprise that he did the cereal for one um because he loves cereal love anything sweet and. You know, he's like I say, he's always giving back to the children. So this is a way for him to, you know, give the children something to do and something to eat. And, you know, it, it didn't hurt that I was on the side of the box. <laughs> <laughs> it was made better that you were on the side of the box. For you sure. know, I, I think so, too. And I'm out. That's my story. and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, we actually purchased the box and we have it sitting uh, in our set every time we do a show. So oh, man. every time we do a show, you, you see it. So we're we're a big uh, hot box supporter as well. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And every box, um, as I said, that you purchase, some of the proceeds go to my organization. And so I'm I'm just I'm enamored that uh just that he continues to do this. Um, so they wanted to surprise me. I did not know that this was happening. I was um, at a photo shoot and uh, someone said something about it. And I was like, no, he's not doing a cereal. No, it's not. No. It's not. And then and he calls me. He was like, did, did someone tell you already? And I was like, no. So I was trying to like, but I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And so it just, it never stops. Um, the Hail Mary catch, um, you know, we, he put out the T-shirts and I got to proceed from that and then the cereal. So it's just it's one thing after another. I just thank God that he uh, he's uh, connected with me. And there I think I, I honestly believe there'll be many more things to come. That That's amazing. I love the relationship that you have with your son. Um, it's inspiring, as is, uh, you know, so many other things that you do. I, I want to leave you with this and maybe put you on on the spot a little bit i oh, was so inspired the last time we spoke about you know you shared your story um yeah. you know uh, how you were basically left for dead and and you you know you blinded by this tragedy and uh i i just could not 
figure out how I would be able to be as strong as you've been and to be able to find joy and purpose and not be resentful towards God. And, you know, you, you've been such a light. And so, um, you know, I'm wondering if you have a message that you can end, uh, on for our listeners of, of inspiration um, through everything that you've been through and coming through it uh, with such a positive outlook? Mm. So I'll say that forgiveness, forgiveness is key. It's, it's huge. It was such a weight lifted. Um, and I had to forgive myself because I blame myself for many years for the things that transpired up until that point. And so I just was, you know, so after that happened, of course, I didn't go into redemption redemption mode. I didn't, you know, I didn't like, I was resentful for God, for everyone around me, for myself. And I think the, the most important thing that I could tell people is to get on the path of forgiveness because it has literally changed my life. Um, I am able to be resilient, be strong, and just because I don't carry any weight. Um, and it took a while. It's not like think when people do things to you, you have to realize, and I had to go back and realize like, why did they do this? Uh, what was the root cause? But I mean, people are just going to be people, but it doesn't mean that it, it has to define the rest of your life. So I'm just determined that what they did is what they did, but what can I do about it now? Um, six grandbabies, four children, an army of friends and family that love me. Um, it's like, let me, let me just, let me figure out how I can forgive uh, the people that did everything to me. And the people that did this to me, they weren't the only two that did things. Um, I feel like my whole life has just been um, where I'm just a magnet for people to do things. And so I had to really, really dig deep and just overall, um, forgive and and never forget but always forgive and then i began to live i began to find my purpose i began to have be passionate about you know things that i wanted to do in life and um and realizing that god is always in control and i i truly doesn't i don't believe that he does anything by coincidence it was meant for me to go through what i went through in order for me to be the woman that i am today and the woman that I am today saves lives. The woman that I am today stands up boldly and says, hey, this happened, but it didn't define me. It doesn't, it's not going to define me. It didn't break me. I'm still here. And look at my life. Look at 17% of my body was burned. I was left for dead, but I fought back. And I feel like if you can look at my life and, and realize that I got through this, then the average person that goes through things because everybody goes through things. But if you can, but if, if you can just see my smile or see me getting up every, every day, not only for myself, but for other people, then you can do this too. Sabrina, you are a light in this world. Uh, blessings to you. I appreciate your time. And I'll be thinking about a new tradition that you and DeAndre can start. Please do. You have to like text me, whatever, because we got to find a new one. But, uh, I don't know. It, that one was um, it, it just it was authentic. So we got to just kind of let it happen. You know, I agree. Sabrina, again, thank you so much. As always, it's a pleasure.